0: So today I'm gonna meet with Stephen Black. Uh, Stephen Black, I met him at a Timbered Mastermind. I think it was in June. No,
1: and it was November.
0: November. Was it November? Okay. November last year.
1: It's only okay. been. It's only been like eight months.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I met him there. Uh, I was intrigued by him because I've always followed him a lot in the um, the groups. And you're very uh, kind of like a quiet, shelled person. You don't talk much about yourself and kind of what you do and what you've accomplished. So nope. um, I know this is putting you a little bit out of your realm and uh, this is my first live. So this is going to put me a little bit out of my realm as well, but we'll work. Well,
1: you it. ask, you ask whatever you want um, and uh, we'll just, we'll just let it fly.
0: So uh, yeah, the first thing I like to touch base is kind of is how we met a little bit more. So we met at uh, a mastermind that Tim puts on out in LA and i paid for that as well as you did to go to that um was pretty much the best thing that i've ever done it was the best investment not okay. only did it elevate my facebook game but my pers- the personal relationships and the business that i gained out of that uh 3x uh, my business
1: um that, that that it was insane the networking that went on at that event it was correct. completely insane
0: so just a little bit kind of maybe share with people a little bit of like what you really learned and took away from that mastermind a little bit and kind of what you what you thought was really, really great, um, kind of let people know a little bit about it.
1: Sure. So so with, with the mastermind, um, we all appreciate it when Tim shares, if it's Facebook ad buyers or if it's in the Ad Leaks group and all that kind of thing. And I have followed Tim and been a part of his groups for years. Um, but I can tell you the things that are in the mastermind, you it's it's so far above what he's generous enough to share with that you didn't even see it coming. And then, and then Maxwell on the back of that, him and Maxwell together, I mean, it couldn't have been a bigger weekend. And the, everybody in that room had something to contribute. So even if you came in with no network, the people that you met at, at mm-hmm. that mastermind alone, I mean, it's referrals all over the place. Yep. Every almost almost weekly since that mastermind itself.
0: Yeah, it's, I,
1: it's, I been, it's been completely insane. I mean, what's what's interesting is you go in as an expert in your own business, but then you come out with so much more perspective on the places that you can take your business based on the people that you meet. And on, on top of all the crazy Facebook strategies and the behind the curtain of, of what Tim does and how he trains people and then um, what Maxwell was sharing I mean, if you're in the athletes group, you see it pretty regularly between those two. Um, but it's it's hard to put into words um, and to overstate how much value you can get out of that. I mean, yep. you, there's there's no multiplier you can put on it that's that's adequate to describe what it was and what the experience was. So if you're you're on the fence about a mastermind, even if you're a beginner, do it. Yeah. Oh my Thank God. Do
0: it. The biggest
1: biggest thing for me that I got was so many people had so many different specialties that by networking two days straight with everybody and hearing everybody's expertise, it made me a better user of outsourcing and referrals and using my network. And that has exploded everything. And you won.
0: Didn't you win that? You won that. I did.
1: I did. We had a, a, a contest in Facebook Ad Buyers, I think it was in October last year. And Tim, he was being very generous, and you know, called wild hair, and uh, he decided to give away a mastermind, and I won. And I asked him, I was like, "Dude, what's up?" He's like, I, "You tell me, dude. Your name came up in the drawing." And I was like, yeah. "Okay." So I paid so, for mine. You went
0: free.
1: <laughs> do what? <laughs> I paid for mine. You went free. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. There, there was, there was, there was that. But I mean, but I, like I said, I've been a part of the groups. I was part of the Facebook Ad Buyers group. Before it was five thousand members. Oh wow! Okay, so I've, I've been there a long time, and and like the journey that I've taken in multiple businesses. When I started in that, I never would have thought it. it's, so, it's been so much bigger than 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 what I've originally even envisioned.
0: So tell us a little bit about. Who you are? What start out with who you are? Uh, I know one thing about you that just intrigued me—that you're a professional ballet dancer. I'll
1: let you not talk. ballet. Ballroom—that's <laughs> okay. a difference there. So yeah, I um I was a I was a professional ballroom dancer for about 20 years. Um, started as a hobby, got good at it, found out I could make money with it, and went to the races with it. Um, and it's interesting. It's it's interesting because. I hung out with the top people in that realm. They taught me and everything, and I built a business around it. Now, the reason that that's interesting for a marketer standpoint is it's a local business. It's a local business with a tiny, tiny community of people that you get to fish from. It's not like, you know, a dentist or a restaurant where it kind of will apply to everybody at some point. You know, being in Nashville, we have about 2 million people within 50 miles and that's a small, tiny little market, especially for people that are just gonna wanna dance. I mean, that's less than a thousand people and not, you know, if, if, if you don't count people that are gonna one-time it with like the wedding dance. So very, very quickly, I, you know, I had a, I had a talent. And I opened a, I opened a couple of businesses. Um, and I had a couple of schools, but I didn't know how to market, had no idea. So I, uh, I, I found the Facebook ad buyers group, Hey and uh, messaged him and he and uh, Chris Colvard actually they they both been very instrumental um, and they basically said shut up and listen and apply because if you don't know anything don't open your mouth and I did and that's all I did so I started with the carpet bomb technique and it grew like a weed but the thing is everything that I did was based on repeat business if I only had you know less than a thousand people really honestly a few hundred. I had to find a way to get them to come again and again and again and again. And so I built a whole system around that. And when I decided to get out of those, um, I, I got out of those businesses um, because I'm a dad. I have two kids and I wanted to spend more time with them. And uh, you know, you work nights and weekends and you travel a lot. And dancing took yeah. me all over the world. Um, you know, I, I was in my twenties and I'd wake up in like Argentina and Costa Rica. Um, the craziest story is uh, I had at one point I had five women that we were going to go to Cuba, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I got sick and I had to give it to, to one of my um, one of my associate teachers. I said, you're going to take them on you go. So I sent uh, five women to Cuba <laughs> on 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 an educational dance trip. And we made we made, you know, a ton of money on it. And they were very, very happy but it's that repeat business model that, that I took in. So I went from there and a lot of my clients were like, how the hell are you getting so many people? And uh, I started doing local lead gen for them. And then I got into e-com because if I wasn't gonna do dancing anymore, I wasn't gonna trade my time. How did that transition happen from being a dancer going to digital e-com running, running your own brands? Like how did, well, that, how did that come about? Well, um, I had a business, so dancing is something that I did, uh, but I had to figure out how to get people in the door and keep them moving. Mm -hmm. I had so many people that were coming in, and some of them were local business people. They were, how the hell are you getting so many clients? Because, I mean, with, with, with what you have now, there's nowhere to, like, go dancing on a Friday night that's not booty dancing. And every Friday night, without question, like every Friday night, I had at least 150, 160 people in that studio to dance with each other. And then I ran three group classes a week that were north of 80 people on top of private lessons. Like you couldn't, you couldn't get a lesson with me. You know, it was like a six, five, six week waiting period, you know? So we had all these people and everybody was like, how are you doing this? Run some stuff for me. So I started running stuff for, you know, a few lawyers, a couple of real estate agents, a couple of restaurant owners, and it kind of took off from there. Hmm. And I've given up a lot on the personal side of my life to chase my ambition. Um, I have two kids. Uh, I've been divorced twice due to my ambition. Um, I've
0: almost been there.
1: (laughs) Well, I had had to make a terrible choice, and I did. Um, Still best friends with both of them, but had to chase the vision. Um, However, I got out of that because I wanted to be a better dad. I was like, was working nights, was working weekends. I was doing a hundred hours a week and, um, and it was crazy. And plus I had teachers under me. So I was like, you know what? I gotta do something else. And so I started with that as a way to keep an income coming. And I got into, to learning about product businesses. So I went that route, mm-hmm. um, got pretty decent with that. You can, you can do a lot with that, with the stuff you learn in the Facebook ad buyers group and an ad leaks and everything else. And, uh, ended up getting into Amazon and Amazon kind of exploded. It's kind of been bonkers. And that's, that's kind of where more people know me from is in that community mm-hmm. uh, because people that get into Amazon, they, they get into like the private label side anyway, they get into, okay, I want to sell something online. Amazon has pretty good you know traffic, they're buyers. I can put something up there and sell, but they don't talk about the marketing. Every, every person on YouTube, you'll see here's how you get a product and here's how you list it on Amazon and here's this. And you know, a lot of them do these big giveaways and crap like that and move a ton of units for giveaways. I don't do that. I
0: don't do that. How many brands do you run? on? Like how much, how much, what do you do on Amazon exactly? What's some of your products or your brands or you don't have to share all your right, names so of them, but just kind all of,
1: right, so, so here's the deal. I have eight separate brands that I run on Amazon. Okay. And I have three more that will be live by the end of the year. Okay. So, um, And between all of them, I am mid seven figures. So probably end of next year, I'll probably be tapping on eight figures. Um, and I don't do everything on Amazon. It's just what I'm more known for because that's where I share a lot of information in terms of marketing. A lot of the stuff that we do for marketing, if it's copywriting or if it's SEO work or if it's, if it's um, running a, you know, a, a Facebook campaign, mm-hmm. can, I, can, I, can I gear that for the Amazon sellers and help them figure things out? And that's kind of where I've made more of a name for myself. Sure. Um, and yes, Nicholas, I have eight. That's just the brands.
0: <laughs> how many, there's I, one, What's that, with that kind of operation? How many employees do you have? Is
1: it just you or? No, 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 no. I, I don't have, well, I can't say I don't have any employees. Um, but what I've done is instead of thinking like, okay, like, like a lot of the guys, they'll build a Shopify store. Okay. And they'll scale the hell out of it. And they have all their guys. I think more of it is I have a system that I have replicated eight times and I'm going to replicate three more times by the end of the year. So I have, okay, I need, I need to have this much content ready. I need to have somebody to deal with the messages. I got to have an email campaign set up. I got to have a messenger bot set up. I got to have blah, blah, blah. And I just say, okay, that's the product. I monetize it on each channel. And that's what I've done with eight different brands. Now, the reason there's eight is because they're all completely unrelated. So it's not, like, it's not like I have a skincare brand and a teeth whitening brand. That'd still be beauty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're all, they're all different, so that's why they're all niched out. Um, but for me, I prefer it that way, honestly. A lot of people do big general stores. Uh, I prefer it niched out because the accounting and the analytics and the metrics, I keep them all separate so I know the health of each channel individually and how they're all doing. It's just how my brain works. I like it segmented. Right. But um but 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 yeah, uh, I have 37 people that are on my team helping me run the whole the whole orchestra so to speak. Wow.
0: And how how do you like I mean obviously you want how long did it take you to get to that point? Like what was kind of the time frame for growth for you?
1: Uh that is a little over 2 years in.
0: Okay, so if somebody like myself, and I, I dabble in Amazon, you know, I have mm-hmm. people that we have on our team that, that work on Amazon. But for somebody that doesn't know anything about it, uh, how do you recommend that they go ahead and get started, that they start to learn? Um, I know you um, have a group, I believe, like kind of a following that you do. Um, yeah, kind
1: of I, I, I do. Mine is more geared toward the marketing side of it. That's what I try to keep in the group because that's that's really what, what, I, what, I, what I, I don't fancy myself as an Amazon seller. I say I'm a marketer who sells on Amazon because it's one of the distribution channels I use. I also mm-hmm. have a Shopify store that parallels all of my Amazon stores. Um, and I always say that Shopify is my favorite tool for Amazon. We'll get to that later. Um, but I would go on YouTube. Um, the guy that that I have found that is really very straightforward on getting started in the process and is very beginner friendly, his name is Matt Loberstein. Um, and uh, he's he's a very very straightforward guy. Uh, I I got a hold of him and I said, look, you know, I'm doing this off of Amazon. What do I need to do? And he's like, start on the YouTube channel. If you're a marketer, you're way ahead because people don't people don't do funnels. People people don't retarget. They just they just put up whatever and they want to build a brand. But most of the sellers on Amazon don't know anything about their customers. They don't know anything about buyer personas. They're not thinking about repeat business. They're not building communities. Blah 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 blah. So um, Nicholas asks, are there, are 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 these niches I'm personally interested in? Or are they pretty random? No, they're all they're all things I'm interested in. I can't I can't sell something where I can't talk to the community, and so my operation is is quite a bit different from what we talk about in the Facebook Ad Buyers Group or the Ad leaks Groups or anywhere else because most guys will run a digital funnel or they'll run direct response and retarget. And we're used to seeing that kind of thing. For me, because I started with, with building a model around repeat business, when I got into the digital space, I, I, it took me a minute to figure out that very few people are talking about that and very few people are optimizing a funnel upside down almost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I want you to purchase... But I'm gonna get you so involved and keep my brand in front of you so hard that I never want you to leave. I, I want to. I I want you to be so happy with the community and and the brand experience that okay, go ahead and look anywhere else you want. But whatever it doesn't bother me because right. I know I have a stronger presence. So what I'll do if I want to get into a niche is. I will, will scout a niche. I'll join those communities. I'll become a contributor. I'll learn the language. I'll do a ton of social listening. And if I really want to go for it, okay, cool. I'll find a product based on what people are saying they really need Mm -hmm. versus trying to sell them something. I think they're going to buy. It's much easier. Then I build a community. I bring in content. I can get influencers to help write it um, and keep the engagement up. And then we can monetize it because we have people that I can continually listen to for feedback. I can ask them about my product samples. I can have it all moving and have people ready to go before I list on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a it, it's 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 I'm involved with them and I put in time give give give, and then they come and then, and then they come they come right to me as, as far as monetizing the group. And so, so that's kind of my that's kind of my big deal. Everybody talks about ROAS and ROI and the different uh, KPIs that they look for. I'm like, what, how big is, my, how, how fast are my groups growing? What is the engagement rate? Mm-hmm. Um, are, 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 you know, and I, I'll, um, I'll put tags on a lot of the articles that I post so I can see what kind of content people really want to engage with. And I'll make more of that content yep. so I can boost the engagement in the group. And then guess what? If you build that brand trust, if you build that community trust as an authority yep. and then you say, Hey, by the way, here's this product. I'm going to give away some of the group for feedback. And then we're going to launch on Amazon and give a, uh, a launch group discount. Okay. Yep. And you- they go crazy. They go mm-hmm. crazy. And so then on the backside of that, how much customer retention am I having? How many people can I get to come from Amazon to my community, keep my brand in front of them? Because that's how do you do
0: that? Do? How do you do that without breaking terms of like Amazon is so strict about reaching out to people and even like with some of the Amazon's Amazon stores we run? Obviously, you have these clowns that just leave you bad reviews, they don't even contact you. I mean, I've had people on the Amazon store that I own and run that haven't even bought from us that reach out to us and say, you know, oh, I bought this from you. It's like, no, your order ID, you know, is not even in our right. system. You bought it from this person. So, how do you deal with reaching out to those people? but also obviously we know Amazon is probably worse than Facebook when it comes to banning people. Um, oh, yeah. they're, they're just as bad. So how do you cross that bridge of not crossing? So,
1: so yeah, I got you. And that's, that's a great, great question. It's something that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, but the whole operation that I have, instead of me reaching out to people, I set things up to where people come to me. So on all, and here's, here's a fun tip um, on all of my packaging. I have a QR code that leads to a many chat flow. Yep. So so they'll scan it, and now boom, they're in a many chat flow. And instead of just asking for a review post purchase, give them something that amplifies their interest post purchase. This goes back to the community thing. If I were interested in selling fitness bands or something like that for for, for you know, girls who like to go to the gym. Well if you bought a fitness band from me and you scanned, I'm not going to hit you up for review. First off, I'm going to say, Hey, you know, first it's a thank you video. First part of the sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, We learned, we we talked about that in the mastermind with Maxwell, but then it's, here's five things you didn't know you could do with your fitness bands. Right. And then, and then a few days later, Hey, by the way, here's another article. If you have any questions, let us know. Um, You know, what, what do you think of them? And if they comment that they like it, Cool, have a conversation with them. Say so if you really like it, we'd appreciate a review, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So if you get, go ahead. And then on the other side of that, if you're not running Messenger with your emails, write a little comedy into your email. Yep. Write a little comedy in your email. Your engagement rates will pop real quick. It's not hard to learn that for copywriting. And now you got it on both sides. As far as the negatives, um, people that leave negative reviews or try to make false claims and that kind of thing. I have a whole system set up. Uh, I have um, a trademark attorney that I refer things to if somebody's, you know, trying to make a false uh, IP claim against the listing as that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people that are trying to game the system, there are. Um, there's an abuse email on Amazon to where you can say, "Hey, mm-hmm. um, this person is is way out of line here, and they're trying to jack the listing, and here's proof." They don't have no order ID, blah, blah, blah. Send it to them, and they'll knock them right out. Right. And Amazon is absolutely worse, absolutely worse than Facebook on popping people. Yeah. They're ridiculous. How do
0: you, isn't the QR code thing that's not against terms of service? <laughs> well, I, I think phone?
1: of the QR Well, I'm not reaching out to them. You know? And the way I think of the QR code, it's very much a gray area because it's, um, it's not explicitly spelled out in the terms of service. But I think of it the same as putting your website on your packaging. You know, if, if, if I buy a Nerf gun through Amazon, it's going to say nerf.com on the packaging. If they want to go to my website and reach out to me, Amazon can eat it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. They'll eat you. <laughs> yeah. But, but at the same time... I have a Shopify store set up in parallel to all of my Amazon stuff yep yep And so the way, the way that I'll typically run things if I'm running like a Facebook ads campaign, um, I know that we all have things you know like like some of the, the, the different strategies like we mentioned the ad likes groups and I mentioned the mastermind, like the 388 and all this kind of thing. that's great. But what I'll also do is I'll run a multi uh, uh, sequential video sequence up front, running video views and and PPE, just content, like just to boost interest in the niche. And then the people that watch 95% of one go to video two people that watch 95% of video two, they're a warmer audience. They filtered themselves, hit them with your, with your purchase campaign. Yep. And I send them to Shopify, everybody that abandons cart. Okay, cool. I got to retarget them just like we normally would, but I will split test and I'll run some of them to Shopify and I run some of them to Amazon. My prices on Amazon are about $3 lower than Shopify, so it's a perceived discount. But because they can buy on Amazon and get that, that, get that prime uh, buying experience with a prime membership, oftentimes that's all they need to buy. They just need something that's easier for user experience. Okay. Uh, and Nicholas, they can buy from either location. Yes, they can buy from either location. So if they buy on Shopify, they're going to get it on, they're, they're, they're still going to get it. And if they buy on Amazon, they're still gonna get it. I don't care where they buy as long as they buy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so. I use I use Shopify like that so that I keep the data. Yep. And I can build my lookalike audiences, I can retarget people, I can do all of that before they go to Amazon. Much are you easier.
0: Doing only FBA or are you doing FBA and FBM?
1: Uh only FBA for the items I send to Amazon. The reason I said earlier why Shopify is my favorite tool for Amazon is because what I just mentioned, I can keep the data and I can filter people. So what I'll do is I'll run uh, products on my Shopify store first. Yep. And just like any other store, you're gonna have your winners that really stand out. Send, buy those in bulk and send those to FBA. Those are your clear winners. Right. So send those up to FBA, get some more traction on I mean, them. Now it's a distribution channel versus your sole platform it's products. it's i i think of amazon as like one of my cashiers in my store mm-hmm. it might be everybody's favorite cashier but it's only a cashier right no big deal i have a, I have a
0: client right now we do about mm, close to seven figures a month for on shopify and i wanted to push him to amazon because he's got a very unique product and his mm-hmm. his thing was well that, he's he depicts himself as a very high-end luxury brand which he is mm-hmm. but his reasoning for not getting on amazon is because it would tarnish the brand and it's like well it's free it's free traffic i mean essentially you know depending on the your category and it's 50 bucks
1: a month you know um right right so so with that there are other luxury brands that sell on amazon but what you have to realize and and with all of us that 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 do media buying with all of us that do facebook ads we're used to a store you know converting on cold traffic you know maybe four or five percent if it's doing pretty well and then we have our retargeting okay cool with amazon you're con- at your bottom of the funnel. People already know what they want and they're searching for it. You're bottom of the funnel. Listings convert at like 15 to 20%. Yep. It's disgusting. Right. So if I can send traffic there that are retargeting, it's, it's a no-brainer. And if I can make sure my listings are ranking on there, that's just another source of organic traffic that, you know, you just wake up to sales versus having to push traffic all the time. Yep. And for me personally – the reason that I have it set up to where I'm not only on Amazon is also the same reason that I do a crap load of content marketing and I build communities first. Um, I've been wiped out twice. Like like you're you have no more money to spend on ads, you're wiped out, start over. I've been wiped out twice. So now a huge proponent of my entire operation is risk mitigation. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being on Facebook ads, I run Google shopping ads. I run AdWords. I run Amazon sponsored product ads. I yeah. have 10 sources of organic traffic. Like, like it's, it's all over the place because I, I want to I do as much as I can to mitigate that volatility that we experience on yep. Facebook. Yep. And the other thing that it does is if I'm doing really well with my other traffic sources, and my, my advertised cost of sale is really, really low, right? Well, then if I want better audiences on Facebook, my my net cost per purchase per item, if it's super low, I can bid higher, bid way, way higher, get get you know great, great audiences on Facebook to seed my lookalike audience. So so if I get extra money in because my, my cost per purchase is so low because I have you know the organic traffic as well. Yep, now I can bid way out of my league. Yep. way way out of my league by premium by premium people just to buy the data yep and get them get them into my pool and I'm still net profitable right maybe I'm not that. as profitable as if I would left it alone but if I'm gonna reinvest and I can buy better data by bidding much much higher and running real heavy I don't care
0: yeah and you said something in there I think that was really really good that a lot of clients that I even work with um, you know a you said Facebook volatility which is greater than ever um, and you said diversification like we had a client recently that got hit kind of in all these API changes and everything going on that is solely dependent on Facebook. Mm. I mean, we've tried everything from I mean, you know, stable three to five K a day, $400 a day spend, got hit like immediately overnight. You could just see it. Nothing changed in the ad account. It's just something on the back. I mean, we tried everything, switching ad accounts, switching pixels. Um, and to this, to this day, I think we're about three weeks in. We've somewhat recovered, but we're still down probably 50%. And, yeah. you know, luckily we do have Amazon, but the store revenue itself is solely dependent on Facebook yeah. traffic that a lot of people just don't understand how big and important diversification is with SEO, Google AdWords,
1: all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, my strong point, my talent is writing and content generation, and then I'll run ads. So what I do... Is instead of worrying about always coming up with new creatives just for advertising, um, I put out, got just me, I put out probably close to 3,000 pieces of unique content across six different social channels uh, per brand, like me and my team, per brand per month.
0: How many writers do you you have for that?
1: Uh, I have two other ones that help me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then I have I have one micro influencer for one of the brands because okay. they're they they have a small a smaller following less than ten thousand but they know so much about the topic that it's just like I'll just pay you to write it. It's much right, easier, right, right. Um, and yeah. so so I do that. But what that is is now I have that community engagement. So we have days like today where Facebook goes out. Okay, turn up the other channels and yeah. let's uh yeah let's get them moving. Yeah. So for people that
0: I know a lot of people are on Shopify and majority of people now, if right. they're looking to get on Amazon, can you touch a little bit about a how you're managing inventory, how you're syncing list like your like if you're using Shopify or using yeah. skew vault um, that whole process to basically get on Amazon, manage your inventory at both places and all that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. So a couple of things when you're on Shopify, you can go to the help section and look up multi-channel fulfillment. That's also a thing that they have on Amazon. And basically, what it means is that if you sell something on Shopify and it's um, warehoused at Amazon, like an FBA kind of thing, fulfilled by Amazon, when you get a purchase, it will uh, create a fulfillment order in Seller Central. All you got to do is have your VA go in there every day and say, fulfill order, fulfill order, fulfill order, and it ships out via Amazon. Done.
0: Yep.
1: All done. And
0: it's actually cheaper to ship from Amazon,
1: I think, than a lot of, you know, chip bob. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff like so what you have to worry about that, and Amazon has a whole thing about this in their help section and, and on Seller University. Um, you, you deal with what's called referral fees. And each category has a different referral fee. Um, and so you just have to make sure that you're 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 selling enough to make Amazon useful. Uh, and that's why I say I'll test a bunch of items in the store and my winners. I'll buy those in bulk, send those to FBA, off we go. Um, and, and, you know, if I get an order, off it goes. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Um, and then another thing, if you're on Shopify, a popular app that will help you as far as getting your, 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 um, your inventory fulfilled in an automated way and help you with inventory management is called Byte Stand, ByteStand, B-Y-T-E-S-T-A-N-D. That's a good little app that helps, um, but the inventory will sync when you have multi-channel fulfillment set up on your Shopify store and in your seller central. So, so if are I have,
0: you managing the listings? Are you managing the listings from your Shopify store or yeah. are you managing? So yeah. where do you, how do, you, how totally do you, separate.
1: you, totally separate. And what I'll do, here's another fun tip for Amazon. If If you have your Shopify store set up and you have an on-page optimizer like VWO or Google Optimizer or something like that, and you're testing for conversion rate optimization, why can't you set up your product page on Shopify to test different headlines, to test different descriptions, to test an order of different pictures, and you mimic your Amazon listing as best you can? That way you get that winning optimization so that you can parallel that on your Amazon listing, boost your ranking for keywords, boost your relevancy score, you're gonna get more sales because it's converting higher anyway. Yep. Easy, yep. easy, easy win there. And Google Optimizer is free. So yep. Yep.
0: Alex, Alex Steele has a video on that, I think, mm-hmm. in the platinum. Yeah. yeah. So are you so basically I think what we we use something called Cadisto Link is what we were using for one of like one of the stores that we have. So basically it just it basically takes all the listings from Amazon, whatever's on the Shopify store, pushes it to Amazon and those are all of the listings fed. And then the inventory is handled by like we were using, I think, Skew Vault and ShipStation. Mm-hmm. So is there like an, an easy, a very, very easy for somebody just looking to get started that doesn't want to go through all that? That here, this will just push because I know Shopify even has like an Amazon channel. Do you know much about that's, that? That's
1: like, what I was referring to, that multi-channel fulfillment. Okay. That's what I was talking about. So if you have your Shopify store set up, you can you can set the listing up very, very easily on Seller Central. And then if you hook up the multi-channel fulfillment each way, yep. if you get a purchase, it will create an order in Seller Central. If you leave it through the native Shopify integration, um, it will create a manual fulfilled order. You still have to go in Seller Central and click fulfill. Yeah. So if you want to do that each morning, if you have your VA or whatever it is, just say, hey, fulfill the orders. Give me a sheet. That way I know what's going on. Uh, and I actually prefer that. That's why That's why I, I run a lot of things to my Shopify store. I love it when people buy from Shopify, even if it's fulfilled on Amazon, um, because I get to collect their data. I get to retarget them. I get to send thank you videos. I get to bring them back into my ecosystem. The other thing that you can do on your listing is um, I like to use Looks as an app because it builds that photo gallery of reviews for your purchases on Shopify. But you can also say X amount of five-star reviews on Amazon. As one of is part of your product listing, and what that will do, it creates brand lift on Amazon. People say, "Oh shit, I can go on Amazon and find it." And they'll search your they'll search your brand name in a popular keyword, and they'll go, "Boom, there we go." Ed Johnson asks, "Are you getting customers' emails and orders are coming through Amazon?" Um, no, Ed, I am not. However, let's talk about how that works because that's a big one for media buyers that that do things for Amazon clients. How do you get the customer data back out of Amazon? Okay. So here's what you can do. There's a few different ways. It's all really easy and it's not expensive. Um, a couple of them are free. Uh, you can do one of two, th- one of a few things. Number one, you can go to for, uh, your Amazon Seller Central. And... Pardon me. You can go to Amazon Seller Central and you can get a fulfilled orders report, and that'll export things as a CSV. You can upload that as a custom audience and off to the races you go. You do not get their emails though. But you can create lookalike audiences off of that and custom audiences. Um, if you go to Zapier, Zapier has a single uh, 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 a single step zap where it will push every order you get in Seller Central to a Google Sheet. You can then have the Google Sheet zip over, um, you know, into your inbox each day, or you can have it, uh, you know, set up as custom audiences or whatever. Um, that's an easy way to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Then there tool that there's the only tool like it really is called Zon Tracker. The, the website is zontracker.io and it's an API plugin for Amazon and Facebook. And what it does is any ad or any sale that you get on the Amazon platform, um, it pushes the attribution back to the ad in ads manager. So it's like a normal purchase conversion that shows up, but it's a special column. The other thing that recently that they recently launched is they have a custom conversion pixel set up to where you can optimize for Amazon purchases right through a regular Facebook ad just like you would a regular purchase conversion for your Shopify store. Really, really big one there. So that multi-video funnel that I mentioned earlier, if I want to shove people to Amazon or I, or I have people that like I don't have a Shopify store, I'm only on Amazon, but I want to run a few Facebook ads. Multi-video sequence to qualify people, kind of like you're qualifying somebody for lead gen then hit them with that Amazon purchase conversion. Off you go. The other beautiful thing about that tool is it automatically generates an audience for you. And they have like a 70% match rate for custom audiences, which is ridiculous. Right. right. You can, you can run more ads to them. You can retarget them. You can make look alike audiences that are a super high match rate. Easy stuff. I smell some ad leaks videos coming from you. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to do that. The other, thing, the other thing that I like, I, I love the Zapier cartwheel that I mentioned because if I get an order in Seller Central that I can push to a Google Sheet, I can do the same thing for my Shopify store. Say any orders that I get for Shopify, it goes to a Google Sheet. Yep. Then I hook up Supermetrics to Data Studio and say pull from these two Google Sheets. And now I have Shopify and Amazon next to each other and I can see it in one spot. So I don't have to chase anything. It all comes right to me. I can see the health of each channel. It's all set.
0: A couple questions in here. One says, when you decide to wean off FBA, though, as a brand, when do you decide to wean off FBA through as a brand to save on costs?
1: Aha, great ca- uh, great question. That's Mike Ocampo. Mike, the, when I would decide to wean off of an Amazon brand, I'm going to take that as two questions. Uh, number one, when to just exit Amazon as a brand and maybe just sell on Shopify or two, when to let a brand die on Amazon. Those are, I would say those are both questions there. Uh, Number one, I would say um, if you, if the money that you're gonna reinvest to stay ranked on Amazon through ads or through having to buy more hard inventory outweighs what return you could get by going to another channel, bounce. Or if Amazon's being a pain in the ass, and and you have you have a product that, that you know has to deal with tons of black hat stuff mm-hmm. and you feel like you know what I can probably just do better with my own shopify store and control the perception and control the data fine and that's why I don't have all of my products on on amazon i'd rather just keep control of it keep it off of amazon the other side of that is right. if you're going to let a brand die okay well if I if it were time for me to rebuy inventory and I know how much my marketing is gonna cost, okay, well let's say that's all gonna be you know six or seven thousand dollars to reorder and ship it and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Can I make more money with another opportunity with that seven, six or seven thousand dollars? If yes, and I'm just not gonna make anything out of this other bit, dead. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. No big deal there.
0: Yep. Uh, one other question from Nick. He says, talk about that 10,000. I don't know what that means.
1: I, okay. So Nick, Nick found me in, in one of my other groups. Um, so 10,000, what he's referring to is an article that was on copy hackers um, where I, and I do a lot of writing. I'm, I'm, I'm big into, into copywriting because I think words are what really sells something. Um, there's an exercise on writing a hundred headlines a day for a hundred different businesses for a hundred days. So one day you do the baby niche, the next day you do the pet niche and you just circle them through and you try to write a hundred headlines a day. So at the end of a hundred days, you've written 10,000 headlines. And it's this this very painful, (laughs) insane process trying to not make things mundane Mm -hmm. and trying to act like say, okay, cool. Here's the information on how copywriting works and human psychology and how we impulse buy and all that kind of thing. How do we actually apply it? Well, you have to apply it. It's like when you go to a mastermind. If you go to a mastermind um, and you have all this amazing information, well, if you don't do anything with it, it's like money in the bank. It's useless until you apply it. You know what I mean? Yep. You're not, you're not, you're not going to do anything with it. So when I really wanted to get deep into writing, I said, okay, I'm going to try this. And it took me, I think, 110 or 120 days to accomplish 10,000 headlines. <laughs> and it was brutal. It was so brutal. Because you, you can't just keep spinning the same idea, you know, five things you didn't know about your German Shepherd, which right. is five things you didn't know about taking your baby to the park. It's like eh, you gotta you gotta try a little harder than that. Yeah. And it, you're you're learning to write things that would make you want to jump in. And I always and I think the headline is the most important uh, part of a copywriting, because the headline is the ad that makes you want to read the ad. You get the headline right, you got a shot. You miss yep. the headline, you're done. Because people don't read everything in front of them, we we skim and we scan while we're scrolling. We're like, okay, what stands out? Well, if you can't even get me on a headline, I'm never going to read the rest of it. You. you got no chance to sell me. So I want people to stop, and that's where that creative and headline mix comes in, I'm trying to say something right. compelling. Yep, that's what he's sure. referring to with that. So if, if you want to try to get better and 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 boost your conversions, I dare you, write ten thousand headlines uh over 100 days it is brutal and uh if you want to find that article it's an article on the homepage of copyhackers.com and you can see how they did it and it is ridiculous but it's fun <laughs> it i mean it, it makes you better it's one of those like it's like if you want to get in better shape you have to go to the gym that's one of those things it's not going to be fun but you got to do it
0: so how long how long have you been doing all this man how long 12 you- years 12 years okay 12
1: years i have i have been entrepreneur and after it and trying to do my own thing and selling for 12 years um i uh like when we we circle back to the beginning when i started in dancing um i came from a very 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 bad background uh when i was younger and i found something that was very good and it was an escape and i could dance and so i got good at it i found a way to sell it and i automated a process of onboarding students um and i ended up selling like north of 400 grand a year in dance lessons um, to the local community. And so I could get from a cold audience, eight out of 10 people that walk through the door, you're going to buy the first set of dance lessons. And that was $223. Um, 60% of those people. So four and a half out of, out of, out of, uh, out of eight, I was going to get you to buy a $1,645 Dance package 10 weeks later. Okay. So now I'm down to four or five people. Uh, 60% of those people. So two-ish, sometimes three. Uh, within another 12 weeks. I'm sorry, the first one was a three-week turnaround. This one was 10 weeks. The The third step was I was going to get uh, 60% of those that, that second level to buy an $8,900 dance package. That was it. And then I would re-up them. We'd sell trips. We'd we do all kind of things. Um, the biggest this is this is the funniest thing. Like as media buyers, we ha- it's easy to say, okay, I have revenue. You know, it's big numbers and revenue and all this kind of thing. Well, how about this? My biggest day as a dance teacher person, um, I was getting people that were grown-ups, middle-aged people, right? In their their 20s and 30s and 40s and beyond to dress up and get on stage and perform dance numbers like like your daughter's ballet recital, right? <laughs> and, and we had this big thing every year. It was like the big yearly thing. and We got people to participate. I sold $70,000 in a day in dance lessons.
0: Yeah, you couldn't pay me a million to dance.
1: <laughs> well, and that's, that's, that's the funny thing. And so how did I do that? How did I do? it's the same thing that I do now. I wasn't selling dance lessons. If I sell a beauty product, I'm not selling the makeup. Yep. I'm, selling people's, I'm selling people validation in that interest. The thing that we'll all pay for through the nose is to not feel ostracized. I don't want to feel like a dork for liking marketing. I don't want to feel like a dork for liking, you know, computer gaming or mm-hmm. my little Pomeranian. You know what I mean? Yep. So if I give you a place where other people are like, you know what, you're cool. You like talking numbers and you're a geek like me. We can be friends. Well, guess what? That solves a lot of problems. If I make a community like that and I can monetize it, how many times can I repeat that? I'm, I'm, I'm selling the, I'm selling the, the, the validation of you as a person based on your interest. I'm meeting you where you are, making you come right to me. I'm now your favorite news channel. Yeah. I'm going to give you information and content that takes you deeper into that and congratulate right. you on your wins and be encouraging. And you know what? If I do that, I got you. Right. It's over. Oh.
0: A couple last questions. We're running out yes. of time. So, <clears throat> besides Amazon, what other platforms are used? To, like, there's Wayfair. There used to be Sears. I don't even know if Sears is around anymore. Right. Jet. Um, I,
1: I I was on Jet for, for for a bit with one of my brands. It's um I'm not on there right now. But uh, Amazon Shopify. I the brand. I wasn't getting what I what I wanted to out of Jet versus pushing the inventory. Uh, back over to shopify and to uh into amazon so mm-hmm. it's just one of those things just wasn't getting enough on it um yeah. but uh amazon shopify walmart um and um oh my god what's the other one wayfair i forget what the other one is no not wayfair what's the other one uh, etsy uh, okay i have a couple things on there which is really interesting <laughs> is that easy to get on?
0: I've actually had a couple of clients that have approached me to get on there and I don't know anything about Etsy. It's,
1: it's interesting. It's, it's, it's just like everything else. It's like with, with, with Facebook ads, it's about uh, engagement and conversation. And you can engage people in Facebook groups. Like with Instagram, it's more visual. So with Etsy, instead of being like more a product-based thing, mm-hmm. Etsy is much more of, of a – I think of it like a digital flea market, honestly. Cause you're going to find things that are more homemade, more craft yep. stores. Um, so if I have an item that kind of fits that demographic and I think of it as a digital flea market, put it on there, let it yep. run. It's another channel. Okay. Yep. So like I have, I have a print on demand thing that, that I have running that, that does okay. And I have some stuff on there and it's, it's just fine.
0: With Walmart, We, we uh, put one of our brands on Walmart and we had to send in like photos of like the warehouse and all that. Did you have to go through all that? Or is that something that they've recently implemented?
1: I have no idea. I didn't have to do that. Yeah, didn't have that was to part do that. of the
0: process. We had to like take pictures of the warehouse and where we fulfilled yeah. from and all
1: that stuff. So I didn't. I didn't have to do that. But this was. This was like. This was like almost two years ago that I got on Walmart, and it was one of those things that like I opened an account with with a brand, but I had like one item that really did anything. I just happened to have the account open. So as I as I grew, I put more stuff on there. Uh, Mike asked about Pinterest too. Yes, I'm on Pinterest, uh, but I think I think of Pinterest more as uh, a social media community platform like Facebook and Instagram yep. versus a sales channel like Shopify or Etsy or WooCommerce or, or one of those things. So I yep. think of it more as, as, as an ad platform than, um, than, 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 than a commerce platform. And I love Pinterest. Oh my God, I love Pinterest.
0: <laughs> There's one question here from Pete. It says... If you were just starting out, where would you source your products? I tried once, and I know a lot of people do drop ship from AliExpress. That's yeah. my thing. But shipping times were crap, and although I had a little success, I couldn't turn a profit. Um, okay. Sorry, it's not a new question, man. No, that's that's
1: totally fine. Pete, yeah. not a new question. That's what a lot of people want to know about. Um, what I would do is um, um, I, 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 I don't do drop shipping. I've never done drop shipping. Uh, I take that back. I I have, I never have drop shipped from AliExpress overseas. I have a couple of US suppliers for two of my brands here on Shopify that um, I have an arrangement with them where they'll white label it for me, but it's under a week turnaround time from order to delivered. So I just, I'll send, if I get like five orders or 20 orders or whatever, I just send over a CSV, here's the addresses and they'll white label ship it. Right to the customers for me, so I don't have to worry about that. But it's all they're US based, and I sell in the US market, so that's why I could do that. Um, you can go, um, sourceify is good, says John Biggs. That's a good one. Um, I would say, um, you can go to Alibaba, uh, that's not bad. You just have to know how to send in. Uh, a request for a quotation and to talk to them. I have a template that I use and I'll post it in the Facebook Ad Buyers Group and I'll post it in Ad Leaks on, on how I how I talk to them and I get a quote. Basically, I'll, I'll decide what I want and what the specs are and all this kind of thing. Be, and and I'll, I'll research other people's products and say, I kind of <laughs> want it like this, but I want to add this, 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 right? And I'll send out on Alibaba platform what's called an RFQ, request for quotation. And you get like 10 or 20 people that'll come back to you Offering you what it is, what they can do, blah, blah, blah. And once I um once I figure out somebody I like to work with, if I'm gonna go through with it, I will I will set up my freight forwarder in the conversation because I have my my product cost and I say, look, you gotta talk to them, you know tariffs, you know custom, t- you know customs codes, just you deal with them, figure out the arrangements, figure out insurance, quote me a number per unit. That's all I want to know, because if I can do that, I can go into my calculators like if I'm to do on Amazon, the FBA revenue say, OK, do I have enough margins to go ahead and jump on this or do I need to figure out something else? Does yep. that make sense? So that's yep. that's one of the things I do. Uh, another thing I guess I should say about Amazon is uh, and this is this jumps on on what you're talking about there, Pete. If you're new on Amazon, source a product and minimum price is four X your landed cost. So if I have a product that I can get for $8 and it's going to cost me $2 to ship it, so it's $10 landed in the FBA warehouse, um, sell it for $35, $40 minimum. Because that gives you enough room to actually bid and advertise and all that kind of thing and still make a margin at the end. So net after everything, after the importing, after the product sourcing, cost of goods sold, all of my advertising, I'm net usually minimum 20 to 22%. Um, and there's a couple of items that I have that are moving north of 5,000 units a month. And I'll, I, I'll, I'll blow those out at 15% net, net, net. After mm-hmm. I pay everybody, I'm like, okay, 15% dead on the bottom. I'm cool. I'll yep. do whatever yep. I need to because right. I'm running volume at that point. And Pete Hiller, uh, he asks – UK based, but you could sell in the US. You can do that, Pete, but you also have the UK market um, that you're privy to. So you can definitely move on the UK. The UK is great, um, and there's not nearly as much competition as there is the US. Yeah. Okay. One thing you have to look out for, though, in the UK is um, Chinese sellers trademarking things. You have to be careful on that because they're much much more aggressive in the UK market than they are the U S and the U S they're a pain in the ass. I'm serious. Yeah. You, you think they're bad on the listings about like making false claims and all that kind of thing that we were talking about earlier. Oh my God, they're terrible in the UK market. So you got to be yeah. careful with that. Um, now here's the fun thing about getting a trademark for Amazon. If you get brand registered on Amazon, you have to have a trademark and that helps protect yeah. you in the U S it takes about a year. Huh? But if you go to trademarkeagle.co.uk, I'll put it in the window in a minute after we're done. You can get a UK trademark that counts for US Amazon brand registry in 90 days. That speeds up the process. Hmm. So if you have something new, if you have a brand and you're like, yo, how do I get brand registry to give me a little bit of protection on my my?" my, my, my brand here. So I can kind of lock people out of selling it as, it, you know, uh, uh, um, selling it secondarily or whatever fraudulently, you get a trademark, you get in brand registry, you're good there. You also are going to get what's called enhanced brand content where you can put more photos on there, more video, yeah. instead of waiting a year for it. If you go through that, that website I just mentioned, you can get registered in the UK and you can have your trademark ready to rock in three months And you're good um, on the Amazon.com platform in the U.S. They'll get you into brand registry. And then uh, you can also do it for the U.K. We've had
0: had problems with the brand that we have registered and trademarked and all that stuff of actually Amazon somehow selling them used even. Or even Mm -hmm. people buying from us and even jacking the price up, say, five, six times. And we've gone through, Mm -hmm. like, emailing that email through Mm -hmm. Amazon trying to get the listings taken down. And we were never successful. We couldn't get it done.
1: Okay, so as far as as far as like hijackers and stuff like that is what you're referring to. Yeah. Okay, so one thing you can do with that. um, Amazon, a lot of the times if they get a return, but it's not a damaged item, will resell your item used. What you can do, you can put a label on the box or put a little sticker on there uh, that says if opened, do not resell. So they won't Uh do it. So the, really? the stock warehouse will not throw it. they're like, oh well shit, okay, can't okay. do that. And they'll yeah. let you know that you have you have inventory there. You create a removal order, you're good to go. If it's still genuinely a good item, okay, get another couple of boxes, send it back it in. in, you got another new item. Yeah. As far as as um as we had problems as... with that
0: because we had problems with that because they were taking back returns, and then we have to turn around, and we have to service the machines. And we don't, you know, we don't, we can't at that point say yeah. what's, you know, we can't check them
1: because they go back to Amazon and then they turn around and resell and, you know. Yeah. So, so by putting a label on your box, that said, or, or even a sticker over the seal, like one of those. Yep. If it says, um, if, if seal is broken, do not resell. What if they don't return it in the box? Some people just throw shit in, you
0: know, a box. yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I'll have to think about that one. i have to think about a workaround for that one because I've always gotten stuff back in the box. I know, I know what you saw in other big machines. Um, yeah. what I would do for that. Um, if, if I'm sure you're probably doing it already, but an insert card saying if your item doesn't work or if you need service, contact us directly, send it back to us directly. Um, I know a guy and he does, he does about 8 million a year on the platform and he has a bigger item that he sells like that to where once it's out of the box, it's out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's as big as an office chair. Sure. And what he does, he says, if you have a defective item, you know, do this here versus Amazon, and uh, he'll even give away like a ten dollars Amazon gift card. Yep. Because it, it, the item's over a hundred dollars, he's making like sixty, seventy dollars on the item anyway. Yep. Uh, once it's all done. Um, but his like he says, I will get people that'll do that, and I'll I'll send them the I'll send them the gift card or PayPal them or whatever it is versus having to deal with Amazon because those guys are overworked and they don't know what we know. They're not gonna care about your business as much as, as, as you do. Um, so that's the Amazon side of it. As far as, as hijackers go, for you with as much volume as you're running, um, look into what's called the brand transparency program. And what that does is Amazon gives you serialized uh, labels that they put on your on your items. And hmm. now you're the only one that's authorized to sell your units. And that way, anybody else, if they don't sell those items, nope. And I have a friend of mine who's in the beauty space, and he does he does about two hundred grand a month in the beauty space. Um, And what he he had a hijacker so bad, they copied his product, his packaging, um, everything, even his logo. And he had to take pictures of it. And 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 if you're dealing with that, buy the hijacker's item as a buyer, not your seller, and then take pictures of the difference, and then. as a customer file an A to Z order for, yep. for the item, isn't what matches uh, the product listing. And they'll shut the seller down. That's a way around it. But if you have somebody that's like trying to really jump on and be, and try to be legit, like mimic everything about you. Yep. Um, he ended up getting it down to the point where uh, the UPC didn't match. That's what it was. And that's how he got them. I have another friend who's a huge, huge seller. And the way he keeps people off, as he says, uh, he'll print something on the inside of the box. So, like a box will unfold, and how you fold it like this to where you know you can't see it. He'll put a label right here, and says, "This is an original." Blah 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 blah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And he'll say, "Look, if if you think you got one, open the box." Yep. And so now he can buy it. If it's completely mimicked, he'll open the box and say the label's not there. Fraudulent <laughs> selling. That's a good idea. That's it. And they will knock him right out. But um, there, that's another thing that you deal with. Um, seller, I'll put it this way: when you call into, the, into into Seller Central, the Seller Central people are more useless than Facebook support. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if you're in this group, you with Facebook support. They're more useless. If they um, speak <laughs> Oh boy, they, they, they do. But you also have to um, you also have to to you can escalate it to the catalog review team. Um, and then honestly, uh, most people don't know this, but Jeff Bezos has an email. You can email jeff at amazon.com and he may not answer you, but he will send it to an appropriate team member and your situation will get handled. It's just one of those things. So that's something oh. that you can do. I know a girl that was selling uh, real heavy in the jewelry space and she had an issue and I told her to send an email to jeff at amazon.com. She's like, does that actually work? And two weeks later, no more problems.
0: So, Wow. Two questions left and then I'll let you go. One, how do you deal with banned accounts? As far as what? Amazon or or Facebook? The best way? Amazon.
1: Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Your second part of that question? Wow, it's a different question. Okay. Well, first part. Banned accounts. Um, I have uh, a couple of people that deal with that as a specialty and um, all I do, I call them. I'm like, dude, I have I have a gentleman uh, that runs a service when people get accounts suspended and um, I'll, I'll just say, look, you know, he's like, I have this issue. I was totally legit, but they suspended me anyway. What do I do? And I send it to him and uh, he takes care of it. He has an in. I don't know how. It's not black hat. He just knows how to talk to them. And oftentimes when they suspend an account, what they're looking for is um, a POA, which is a plan of action. And there are attorneys that specialize in helping with this. And then Amazon wants to know what you've done, what you're going to do to correct it, how you're going to move forward, blah, 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 And he just has it. He has it all done. done. He has yeah. it all done. And I, I let him deal with it. Uh, and that's that's what I found to be the easiest thing, to be honest.
0: What does that cost you? I'm just curious.
1: Like I had one of my buddies, this uh, sister
0: is like the corporate lawyer for like Samsung. She's like the head, like yeah. one of the head lawyers makes multi-million dollars. She wrote his plan of action. It was like a 12-page document. They
1: denied it. Well, it be, it's, it's, it's because the people that are looking at your plan of action are not attorneys So she probably wrote it over their reading level. <laughs> I mean, I'm honest. No, yeah. Uh, but but um, what we'll do is, is uh, I'll, I'll post his website. I'm going to write this down because I have to post the trademark place and I have to post the other one. And I have to post the Alibaba template. That was the one I was after. Um, so there's those. I'll post that uh, as well. in the Facebook Ad Buyers group and the Ad Links groups for anybody that wants to know that. Um, Last question.
0: Yes. For you. People that return stuff damaged or even Amazon when we actually send back stuff. I know a lot of people have problems with even Amazon sending their stuff back. Uh, for example, we had excess inventory, whatever they couldn't sell. So we had to send it back. And 90% of it that came back from Amazon was destroyed. But also, customers that we had one guy that put an essential oil into one of our diffusers. Yeah. It was flammable oil. It was, yeah, melted the yeah. machine. And we still had to refund him. How do you deal yeah. with those kinds of issues?
1: Um, oh, gosh. Um, there is. That's two, that's two answers to that. There's two answers to that. Um, number one, Amazon has a, uh, had three answers really. Number one, if you're on Amazon and you have to deal with returns or refunds due to damage in the warehouse, I promise you they're robbing you. They're absolutely stealing from you. They still, they, it's, it's not even, not even close. So um, I use uh, an Amazon tool, a suite of tools called Helium 10. And they have a refund deal on there where you can check your refunds and get refunds regularly. As far as damage goes, um, there's there's a, a, a department separate for that. And I have um, I have an Amazon attorney um, that I can I can send your way uh, right. to the DM. Anybody that wants the Amazon attorney, you can you can DM me. I don't mind, um, and I'll give you the information. Um, but he, he deals with all this kind of stuff. Like He knows the case law on this person versus Amazon and who's liable for, for, for disposals and reimbursement and all that kind of thing. So if it ever comes to something like that where I know that like, yo, I need a pro. You go deal with that. I'm going to stay here on my business. Yep. I let them do that. Yep. Yep. And very rarely do I have to do that. I know there's um,
0: companies out there that even, like, for refunds, because when you get paid from Amazon, like, they could rip you off. Or, yeah. And there's companies yeah. that actually, like, vent that. Have you ever tried one of those, and do they work? Come again? Like, they're, you know, when, it, they, when they bill you, they take all yeah. of these line items. I mean, you would have no idea if your bill is correct or not, if you're doing any kind of volume. So there's actually companies that supposedly look at your statements and vent your statements and then go and right. wait for refunds.
1: Right. Well, that's, that's the thing that I have running in helium 10 is that I just, I regularly have that running. So every, every two weeks when you get your disbursement, run that tool and it will consistently monitor your listing and say, Hey, this doesn't, this doesn't look right. You're owed this money. Hit this button and apply. And it kind of does it for you. It's so much easier than having to write the letters and call the people and blah, 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 blah. So much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing I should say, because we're in these groups, I should say this. I know we're slightly over, but it's okay for me. Um, affiliate marketers, and we have a ton of those in the space. Um, if you're running an Amazon affiliate account, uh, the way to run that is um, you gotta have a website that's specific to how Amazon wants it all set up um, with the products you're affiliate selling on a product page. Okay. And then when they click the button on the page, it takes them to the Amazon listing. You're good to go. You get your disbursement. Um, What you probably don't know is that they do not like it if you run Facebook ads to your affiliate site to then go to Amazon. If you run paid traffic to it, they'll ban your affiliate account. And you got to reapply to an affiliate account. You got to build another website with a new domain and blah, blah, blah. Now, that's, that's just how it works. I know a lot of people that run that kind of stuff. So word of caution there on doing all that. I know people that run Amazon affiliate sites, but they run it through SEO. It's, it's monstrous amounts of SEO traffic versus running paid ads to it. Yep. Um, and Christina asked me, do I do consulting? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'd be happy to speak with you. Just, uh, just DM me and I'll that's tell you whatever not- you want.
0: That's my next question. How the how do people get in touch with you if they're looking for your services for help? What's the best way to get get with you?
1: Well, number one, I uh, I hang out all day on Facebook. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous because I'm always writing. You see the computer behind me. I'm always at my keyboard doing something. Um, you can tag me in Facebook ad buyers. Uh, ad leaks is definitely my jam. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of me, you can either DM me or email me at uh, info, I-N-F-O, at unstoppablefba.com. Simple as that. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that's, that's. It, it sounds just like it is, unstoppable, FBA, like fulfilled by Amazon or Facebook ad buyers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's that's yeah. just what it is. Um, and there you go. Um, I, I mean, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. I have, uh, I have, I'm in a lot of Amazon-based uh, Facebook sure. groups, but... With the the ad the ad buyers group and the ad leaks group, I try to share as much as I can about Amazon into these groups um, because we think like marketers versus I'm an Amazon seller, and yep. so it's a di- it's a different language, so to speak. So anybody that has any questions at any level, I will be happy to answer them. Go ahead and bother me.
0: Right. So I'm going to bother you. Can we get you to do some ad leaks Amazon videos? Yes. Obviously, you're very very knowledgeable, and I think. Uh, you obviously have a lot to share and I know you love to share.
1: Well, it's it's funny because I've done, I've done a couple of Amazon videos. and and they're I've done done a couple of videos on my content process. So if you're in the AdLinks Platinum group, I've never shared that content process anywhere else um, on how I make it all go around. (laughs) But the way, what I think about is, is that the tiger um, video? That's the tiger hunting video. That's, that's that one. Um, (laughs) I got a lot lot of feedback on that one. I wasn't expecting it, but but it's, it's different. I run things very, very differently. And what I think about is if I build a community, I'm always in front of people. If you run an ad, they can scroll right past it. Every piece of content I put out or every reply is an online advertisement. It's an online bit of, hey, let me get to know this person. Let me see what they have to say. And what I think about and what I figured out very, very early when I was running my ballroom dance studios is there's two reasons a business goes out, you know, dies. It's obscurity and obscurity. If you don't know who I am, you can't buy from me. Yeah. If you forget who I am, you can't buy from me. <laughs> yeah. And the easiest money to make is money you've already made. So yeah. if I've already got you to buy something, I'm going to get you to buy again and again and again and again. Right. And that's where I built the whole thing on. So like, We all listen to Russell Brunson and you got this many people come into the funnel and then this many people add to cart and this many people purchase. I'm like, okay, I think of purchases as you're raising your hand that you want to be part of my club. I'm not worried about getting you from zero to one. I want to get you from one to two to three to four. And this is why instead of just a single product, Amazon type business, I want to have multiple price points, multiple offerings, be on multiple social channels to hit different pockets of that audience. And so I've arranged my my whole team around, I do the content, this other person helps me write, this other person helps me write. I have a girl that does messages. I have software that helps me deal with um, inventory fulfillment and forecasting. I'll write that down to post it in the group. Uh, If you've not heard about it, it will help you as well. I know you personally will help. Uh, There's an app called Forecastly and it does inventory management and prediction tells you when to reorder if you're running tons of SKUs. Um, Very, very helpful piece of software there. So I'll, I'll I'll post that in the group as well for you guys to check out, um, and it it it, it kind of helps give you alerts and saying hey you're running about this many units a day, this is what you say your reorder window is you should probably start calling people. Yep yep. That's a big one. That way I don't have to think about it. I just say yep. oh crap, here's the numbers of what I'm selling, here's how I need to adjust some of the ads. Let reveal bot let them run. Okay. Or if or if it's like an outage an outage today, nope.
0: Yeah, that's funny no you say way. that because we had a client I was running uh, product ads for Amazon for, and she's like, "We just saw sales go, you know, go like this. Yeah. Yes. What's going on?" I said, "I don't know. I mean, our strategy—I have no clue." Come to find out, three weeks later, she's like, "Sales are just like Shh. she's out of inventory." <laughs> you know, it's like check your damn yeah. inventory, woman.
1: And so, so when when I have multiple brands running like this, and and the way that I have the communities running. The whole reason behind it all, uh, just like setting up the Google Di- Google Data Studio thing, I don't want to have to go out. I want everything to come to me. Yep. I want people's engagement. I want to be able to respond right there. I run a social dashboard thing where I can just reply to comments. Um, I have all the data come to me. I let I let the rules do their thing. If I have to reorder inventory, I have, I have my app set up for that. I have the messenger bot flow like we talked about earlier. Let people come from Amazon to me. That way I'm only dealing with people that I need to deal with. Yeah. And that way I have the insulated layer of a couple of girls that answer all the emails and all the messages. And it's just like, it's just like if, if you're a media buyer and you need, con- you need a copywriting, maybe you do ad zombies or something like that. I have a couple of girls that do my messages that are absolutely useless for selling anything, but you cannot be around them for two minutes and not feel just happy. Like that's their superpower. They're, they're a couple of like around 30 year old mommies and all they do is make you happy. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what, you answer the phone, you answer the emails, you deal with people in Messenger, if I have to put out a fire, send it to me, I'll do some thank you videos, but I have reviews on Amazon that are like, you know, I had an issue with this product, and I got a hold of Carmen on their team, and Carmen is amazing, and she took care of it, and I'm so happy. I'm like, thanks, okay, yeah. that's, that's what you're supposed to do, yeah. and she loves it, because it, it makes her feel fulfilled, because she makes a difference. Right. So it's one of those higher team members that are better than you at a certain task. So you can focus on your task. Yep. And so that's kind of where I am now. I, I, I have, I'm actually in the process of talking to my CPA about forming a holding company that will encapsulate all the brands and uh, the few more that I'm going to launch. And um, then I'm going to, I'm going to talk to a guy. If you haven't heard of him, you should. A guy named James Van Elswick that we all know who's the king of, of team building and hiring and all that kind of thing. And uh, I'm going to tap that card and uh, see if I can get information out of him, get his training and figure out how to, how to, you know, have you get been mentored a on building a big team? Have you been to what? one of his masterminds? Have you been to one of his masterminds? No, no, it's on my list. It's very much on my list. Uh, probably either later this year, or early next year, I will find a way to get under that, but it's all happening quickly enough that i'm like okay i uh sit in the chair and i just have to do it and get to a point where i can breathe because we're in june now it's only six months till q4 again like starting in two or three weeks i'm gonna start putting my brain on forecasting and say okay what do we need to run what are our highest converters let's look at google trends let's look at keepa on Amazon, so we can see price histories and see where things are going and all that kind of thing. Uh, get some gift guides written in the communities and you know for SEO work as content on the pages. And boom, 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 off we go. Yep. And I'm going to have that probably out late September, but I'll have it written and 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 starting to edit early August. Okay. okay. Way ahead of it. Last Way ahead question, and
0: then we're going to go because you keep bringing up yes. repricer. What do you use for a repricer? I don't. You don't use a repricer. No. Interesting.
1: I am not going to get in a price war. F you guys, no way, nope, yeah, no way. Eat it. Uh, you can go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the top. I when I get into a market, if I'm selling a similar product, I want to be at near the top or the top of the market. I am not going to race to the bottom. I will sell less, but I'll sell full price because I have communities. I have organic traffic. I know how to run paid ads. I got a Shopify store. I can retarget your ass. I own it. Versus. Somebody saying, hey, this is my product, singular. And I want to make sales and I'm trying to quit my nine to five job. Nope. I, I would much rather, you know, not race to the bottom and devalue my brand. I would much rather not do that. I would much rather take the long way, research, find a way to justify my price in people's minds. And this is why I talk about content so much. People don't realize if, if somebody's going to buy my something on Amazon, that's the bottom of the funnel. All of my operations for groups and Shopify and all the stuff that I run, I want to control your perception from top to bottom.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to control every part of it. I'm going to let you look elsewhere, but because I'm doing so much to try to validate and genuinely be interested in you for whatever you're interested in, go ahead, look somewhere else. Have fun. You're going to come back. Not even worried about it. I mean, but seriously, yeah. if I, I know what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to hammer on that, and I'm going to run. I'm not going to compete with guys with millions of dollars of spend on client money like you and Maxwell and Tim. Okay, I'll do my part, yeah. but I'm not going to spend you know, $50 million a year with these giant brands. I like, like I, I love Nick Shackelford's information. And he, he started, you know, he did what he did. Apple. I'm not going to have a client like that. I don't want one. I want me. I'm only going to spend my money, but because I have all this other stuff set up, it's optimized for conversion. It's optimized for engagement. It's optimized for repeat business. I'm going to run on that. I'm going to try to be at the top of the market. I want people because of the experience before I ask them to purchase To say, you know what, maybe they're $4 higher than everybody else, but I know the brand. I know know they're going to be there beyond that. I mean, think about it like this. I was in Tim's Facebook Ad Buyers group for two or three years or something before we met in person. And for a long time, I didn't even have my picture up on my Facebook profile. We all met in LA. Remember what he said? James Bond. (laughs) I had James Bond as my profile picture. He's like, this is what you really look like. I'm like, yep. Because I, I, you know... I didn't, I didn't want anybody to know. I was just doing my thing. And that's, that's honestly part of the reason I'm so quiet is I, I don't want my story. I don't want my story to be the reason people come and find me. I, I'm following Tim's lead. Shout out to Tim here in that he provides so much value in the groups that even when you attend a mastermind, you know he's still going to be there for you after that, regardless of if you're in Facebook Ad Buyers Group or one of the other groups like Local Ad Buyers or Ad Leaks Gold or Ad Leaks Platinum. That's the whole idea. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yep. I, I, I messaged Tim and Chris Colvard, and I said, what do I do? They said, do this. And all those guys did was they posted all the damn time helping everybody, and they got tons of business, but they never had to ask for it. What do you think? I was like,
0: what do you think we should chart? Like I'm just curious, what do you think gold and platinum is worth?
1: Um oh god.
0: If you had to put a price value on it, <laughs> value.
1: <laughs> well that's that's an interesting question because you can say, you know, what would you get out of it? I think the pricing that they are now at gold at $19 a month and platinum at 99, for what you're gonna get, it's a friggin' steal. But only if you're going to apply the information, only if you're going to apply the information. If you have a bank account and I put $1,000 in your bank account, so what? It's numbers on a screen. If you have the knowledge to take that $1,000 and wash that into 1200 and then take that 1200 and wash it into 1800 now you're moving. Yep. Yeah. Now you're moving. So if, if you're going to buy an online course or if you want it kind of spelled out for you or if you want – more in-depth answers, Ad Leaks is is the best place I've found because all of all of everybody that runs courses or does huge numbers or has this big insight on strategy that they're crushing it with, everybody has a different expertise. That's the ad leaks groups. Tim has done an amazing job and saying, hey, this is where I want everybody to get there. I mean, you got, I mean, golly, you got you, you got Alex Steele, you got Deepesh, you got uh, D Dang, you got Shackelford, um, I mean, so many guys that like like I've looked up to and I've, I've, I've soaked in their information. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't pretend to spend millions of dollars a year on Facebook ads. I do a healthy bit and that's lots of fun. But building communities, building a, a gigantic captive audience out of nowhere, controlling perception um, and and uh, doing the Amazon thing. That's my jam. That's just yeah. my comfort zone. I apply all the other strategies and I help where I can um, based on what I'm experimenting with and what I know. And that's something I picked up a long time ago when I started in the Ad Buyers group is that I'm only going to open my mouth if I know I'm going to be helpful and I, I can contribute something that's not being talked about already. That's it. Yeah. Well, so that's just, just what it is. Yep. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Well, brother, I appreciate it. We went way over, but I'm sure. Uh,
1: I had so much fun though. Well,
0: Yeah. Well, stay stay in touch. I, I'm I'm very uh, excited to see some videos from you because there's. Yeah, I, 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 mean, awesome. I I thought I, I, you know, I thought I was really
1: good at Amazon, but I learned a lot just even sitting here, you know. So. It's all little fun stuff I do, and anybody that wants to bother me, please bother me DM or the email uh, we mentioned earlier. I can I can post that in all the groups, and then I will post. The UK trademark, the um, the appeal place if you're having uh, troubles with a suspended account for Amazon, um, my Alibaba template for uh, for Pete that wanted to know how to contact suppliers there, and then um, the inventory forecasting stuff that we talked about. So everything
0: for anything for reviews getting like. I know that's kind of black, gray area. No,
1: no, it's not. No, it's not. All right. For those of you that stayed to the end, here is the most golden nugget of the whole presentation. I hope you're ready. takes two minutes to explain. Holy shit, Instagram. Simple as that. Here's what you do. You want to run some serious reviews, like to the point where you can get review locked and have to merge your ASIN with a new listing, that kind of amount of reviews, here's what you do. You build an Instagram following. It's pretty easy to do with relevant content. Um... And uh, what you do is in Instagram stories, you make an offer and you put yes or no. That's all you do in your Instagram story. Everybody that responds to that survey, you're going to get a DM in your inbox, just like a regular Instagram story. Right. So and so responded like this. Cool. All right. Anybody that, t- that says yes, you respond to you make the offer. You have a conversation with them. You can continue, you make them the offer, they can buy on Amazon, check in with them. Hey, here's some more information on how to use it. Would you mind if in a few days I checked in with you to see how you like it, or in a week, or in 10 days, or whatever it is, right? And they say, oh, yeah, sure, you know, because they've purchased from you. You've given them a great offer. You're you're conversing with them, making sure that if you have any customer service issues, you can deal with it. You give them more uses for their purchase versus asking more for them. And yeah. you say, hey, would you mind if I keep up with you in a week just to see how you're doing, see if you have any issues. If there is, I want to be on top of it. And I say, oh, that's really great. Ta-da. You're controlling perception. Right. right? And then what you do is if they love it in a week or 10 days, ask them for a fucking review. Yeah. Ask them for a review. Put the review link in there, and they'll drop it no problem. I think you can also do, isn't
0: there like verified and unverified re- reviews that like people can still leave reviews even if they didn't buy from you
1: on Amazon? Uh, yes, but they're they're really pushing that away, unverified reviews. Uh, in 2018, Amazon went through a gigantic review sweep where people are losing like hundreds or even thousands of reviews off of their listings. Yeah. Um, because Amazon's product to, to, to the world is customer trust, and review manipulation counters that. So that Instagram thing... If you're running a, a brand on Instagram, run a business page, grow some followers with a little bit of traffic to your page. They're genuine, not like just generic people. Make them an offer in the stories thing or do a giveaway or something like that. Anybody that responds yes, talk to them. Talk to them like a human being. And you can then,
0: run a custom audience from the list you, from your purchasers. You can run a Facebook custom audience you, from the list. and you
1: know. Yeah, all, all the stuff we know as marketers, there you go. So now you're talking to them via DM as an individual person. Say, hey, if you really like it, would you mind? I'd really appreciate it. Or hey, if you do this, I'll give you another 10% off. Yep. Yeah. Easy stuff. Easy, Perfect. easy, easy. And you can flood your listing with Amazon. I have people that are brand new to Amazon, like brand, like their first product they're selling. I'm like, how the hell do I get it going? So you gotta grow Instagram. It's yeah. the easiest thing in the fucking world. And so they'll grow an Instagram page, um, like five dollars a day or something. Right. And they'll get like a thousand followers. They'll make an offer and they'll launch. Maybe they get, you know, 20 sales or, or, or maybe they get enough sales. So they get 20 reviews. Yep. Guess what? That's 20 reviews on a brand new listing. It's huge. That are verified. And you know, people like it. So go ahead. Give me one of those people that are going to say, oh, well, it's unverified and I never yep. got it. And it's just, it's junk. Yep. Right. Just like on your, on your Facebook uh, business page that you're advertising from. One of the things I love to do is I'll run a a Viper contest and the thing I give the most entries for is not getting more people to the contest. It's for Facebook page feedback and reviews. If you bump my feedback and review score, my ad costs are going to come down. Sure. Give more entries for that. Do the giveaway that way. Easy stuff. Yep. Yep. Easy stuff.
0: Well, man, I appreciate your time.
1: I had a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, for, for, for sticking with us. Uh, or viewing the replay. If you have any questions, please bother me. I'll be happy sure. to answer them.
0: All right. Thanks, brother.
1: Thanks, man. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, bye.